show. It's the Truth Be Told Show. show. If Emmett Till had a father figure in his life, when he was sent from Chicago to Money, Mississippi. And what happened with, with the father is he actually ended up being the last man hanged by the U.S. Army uh, mm-hmm. overseas. He was in Italy. And um, he was wrongly accused of raping a white woman over there, just like his son. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Cue the music. Cue the music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told show. 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 Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. Listen in and unlearn to relearn. As we set the record straight. The record straight. Record straight. And now, your host of the Truth Be Told show. 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 Mr. Just Ask Joe and Uncle Mishorn. What's up, what's up, what's up? We're back. How you doing? What's going on, family? It's Welcome all good, man. Hello, everybody. And it's a, and what kind and what what Tuesday is this? This is Mr. Just Ask Joe. Is that Uncle Uncle Misha on there? Hey, it's uh, February eighth, folks. It's Tuesday, February eighth, two thousand twenty-two, and you will never get this day back. Okay, this is the only. Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, that will ever, ever exist. So, make it a great, fantastic day, because it's the only Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, that you'll ever get. So, let's let's get it cracking today. And with that being said, um, we have a uh, uh, very interesting show today. We're going to be having... Herman Johnson is coming in from Mount Bayou, Mississippi, and uh, we're going to have a discussion about uh, what's going on with Mount Bayou, and uh, we're also going to be talking about Emmett Till. It's all good, man, and sometimes when you're live in the midst, you just got to keep it going, keep rolling with it. So let's see. So, so let me, let me uh, you know, I think we need to go ahead and you know, take care. You know, we got to look like we're going to be in war. You know, Russia acting up, China acting up. Hey, uh, man, and, and uh, explain, explain this stuff to us, man, because, you know, you're you military. You're you ex-military. So you, you you know this stuff, man. We, You know, us civilians out here, we don't we don't know this stuff. You know, and me personally, I don't even really watch the news, man. I, I'm focused on what I'm – the legacy I'm creating for my family you know, but 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 some of y'all brothers, y'all y'all know, and I'm sure you done got on the phone with some of your military brothers, and and y'all discussing this thing. So so let us know what what what's really going on, Uncle Bishon. Well, you know, I'm not gonna go into it all and everything too deepness, but I will just say to you like this: when you are a country, okay, and you have elected a person to be in charge. And 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 that individual looks a little weak, okay, and not, you know, stable and don't have their, you know, act together. You cause other countries to test you, okay? They 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 gotta try you out and see are you, you know, are you are you really are you really are you really what you looking like and are you really what's going on? And so we got, you know, they trying to see in layman's terms, they trying to see if he about that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 
let me add, you know, you know, a lot of people say, you know, this politics and everything that's going on is just, you know, uno, child's play, okay? You know, we could just elect anybody and, you know, we, we, we get anyone. We got our feelings all over the place. And, you know, we culturally, we bad at it, okay? You know, all we think is about feelings, okay? Oh, he, he liked me or he, 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 he did it right for me. Or he going to pay me money. He going to pay all my, he going to pay all my school loans off and, all this nonsense that we, you know, we like that we we get caught up in, right? You know, not realizing that the rest of the world is playing real, 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 real world, okay? And so you got to be careful who you putting in as your president, okay, and your vice president uh, when the rest of the world is looking at you. And see, all I'm going to say is the results that we seeing right now is because of the leadership that we elected. No, excuse me. I didn't elect. I didn't choose it. All right. Now, I mean, maybe they could. I didn't. All right. But we are in the mess that we're doing with the inflation. All the stuff that's going on is because of, uh, you know, we cried and wanted this this president and this vice president in. And so we're getting what we're getting the results of what we're getting. That's all, and that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Hey, it's all, it's all good, man. We voted in a ghost. And a uh, illusionist. <laughs> As we, we voted in a ghost and an illusionist. But look, uh, Brother Marcus D. Ray, he's commenting out there, and he says, we went through that the last four years. So he's trying to say, hey, it ain't got nothing to do with the president. We went through it the last four years. Uh, see, 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 you know, I, you know, let me just reply to that with this little comment. If you're happy with what you're getting and what you voted for and you pleased with that, I don't know what to say to you, okay? I'm just going to just say it like that. I don't know what to say to you because if you're going to say that what we have is better than what we had four years ago, hey, no problem. I ain't even going to get in that conversation with you. I'm just going to let it do what it do, okay? This is how... That's how you handle those type of conversations because if you're happy, I'm happy for you, okay? I'm not happy, okay? So I'm not going to say If you're happy and you want to if you wanna put down what, what the last four years and you're happy what you got now, well, yay. More power to you, all right? I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, <laughs> he, he feels it. Hey, he's coming back. He said, "Hey, no, no point to support your claims." But it's all good. <laughs> look, look, look. Hey, hey, before you go on, look, I want to, I want to uh, make sure we we talk about this as well. Um, you know, what in the world, or or should I say, what in the Whoopi Goldberg is going on these days, bro? I mean, uh, since you talk about being happy in America, then then let's look at that. You know, Whoopi Goldberg was kicked off the view. Now, now this is the funny part. This is the funny part because, I mean, it's like, you know, you get disciplined at, at school. You get disciplined, um, you know, at work. You get written up or something like that at, at a job or something like that. Um, but, man, she got kicked off the show for two weeks. <laughs> like, 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 she's, like she's in school. She got a suspension for two weeks uh, because – he said that the Holocaust was not about race. 
But the reality, as most of us understood, it wasn't about race. It was about politics. It was a, a political agenda to gain power, point blank, exactly. period. It wasn't about race. So, what, what, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I'm going to have to go all the way back and talk about when Snoop Dogg, when Snoop Dogg came up against, you know, Gail, Gail, okay, Oprah's best friend, and he made a comment about Gail making some comments that she shouldn't have made. And, and Snoop Dogg, he was my dog. I thought he had a pair. He spoke what he said. He said what he said, and he... That's why they called him Snoop Dogg. He was everybody's dog. He's everybody's dog. But remember, do you remember what happened when Snoop Dogg reached out there and said something about uh, Gail? Uh, Gail? I can't remember exactly. Gail said something about Snoop Well, I mean, that, that was a little bit more egregious. I mean, he, he called it a B word, I believe, um, <laughs> if I remember correctly. You know, that that's a little different. You, you know no, what no, I mean? no. I got it. Whoopi Goldberg came on and and said all the calling, all the Holocaust survivors were bees, then, you know, <laughs> that would be equivalent, maybe. No, no, well, here's my point. See, the, the people who control what goes on in Hollywood and in the industry is the Jewish community, okay? Uh, one of my partners, when I was being mentored in the military, he said it's three boys that makes up America. It's America, little boy, slave, little boy, and immigrant, little boy. And when, when American slaves, back in the days, they used to get up and play all the time, all the time, play, 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 play. And America used to tell slaves, you my best friend, you my best friend, we going to be friends for life. But on this one day, okay, uh, uh, they always went into town, run around and, they didn't have no shoes on. They go through the back door. They do what they do. And when this one day after they came out, okay, they saw this new little boy. New little boy was in his shoes and everything and looking all good. And they waved at him and everything and didn't think nothing about it. The next day, okay, uh, America, who normally shows up at Slave's house all the time, every morning, okay, Slave didn't show up this day. He didn't even come. I mean, all this time, slaves been having a, a picnic and run about with America all this time. But on this day, America didn't show up. It wasn't until three days later, America showed up. And guess who showed up with America? Immigrants. Immigrants was with, <laughs> with America. Now, America was in shoes and dressed nice and everything. He was looking a little different. And all this time, all this time, he had been running around with slaves and everything. But, you know, slaves didn't think nothing about it. So slaves showed immigrants what they do all these years. They've been playing, you know, they showing everything. And they, they ran into town like they always do. An American slave always does. But on this day, when slave went to go to the back door, what he always done in America usually go through the back door with us. Oh, not this day. Okay. On this day, uh, immigrants told America, what are you doing? You don't have to go there. You, you, you can go through the front door. 
And so they went through the front door, okay? And, Amer- and slaves had to go through the back door. And, and they met one another, and, you know, all of a sudden, little, the slaves started realizing there's a little uncomfortable going on here. And uh, after they returned home, slaves never saw America again until he was much older. Why am I telling this story? See, Whippy Goldberg has uh, Whippy Goldberg has been allowed to be a certain way because she's a woman, and the and the immigrants who run who control things are men. They checked her for saying something against them, but these are the same people who allow the N word and everything else to be said about us. They don't mind that. Okay, but when it comes to them or anybody say anything against them, okay, uh, there's a problem. Here's my answer to that. I don't care about how you feel. You were not a race. You're a religion. Okay, cut me. Since I wanted to tug me, take me off the air. I, I, hey man, that's how I feel about. It. I think that I'm. I don't, I'm not even a fan of Whoopi Goldberg, but for this here, I can stand with her on. Man, she was in her right to say what she said. It's like it's like every now and then, you know, some of these uh, mainstream American descendants of slave celebrities say something real. They, right, right. They real. And people forget, you know, Bill Cosby did that before. You know, he 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 come come through and say something real, and then people forget. Bill Cosby was a dude from from Philly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. what I mean? he was an OG from Philly. He he. So you know, same thing when you, when you look at uh, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, she, she came up on some humble beginnings. So you know, she 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 still got that in her. Um, now the problem. Right. Is, is when she let it out, how many of us are going to go and, 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 and turn her back? Her. Turn her back that's, or are we going to support her? You know, that's the question. <laughs> and you see, nobody came out and stood with her. No one, you did with How many people you heard come out and stand with her? Hey, you, you, you ain't heard nobody. It's crickets out there. It's crickets, right? Well, I want her to know the truth be told, we're saying, nah. Saying to all my Jewish friends, and I hope you're listening, uh, Whippy Goldberg had her right. This America, we could speak our truth. I mean, you're talking about the demographics of people for 400 years, for the longest now, we've been kept in check. We've been told what we could not say. We weren't even considered a human. We couldn't even speak our truth. And now that we are able to speak our truth, you're going to still come along and tell us, no, that's off live. You can't talk about that. But you can call us anything you want. You can. You can control the media, have the N-word, and have all these things being said about us. But if we say anything about you, and I call it the dominant majority, oh, oh, there's a problem. And if, if there's one thing that people should have learned is they should have learned who controls the media. This little act right. right here definitely lets everybody know who controls the media because you can say the N-word left and right. You can talk about black people. You can show... Black people getting killed all over the television. You can talk about everybody else, but guess what? You talk about that mainstream Jewish community. Woo! You say the word height. I'm gonna say it. If you say the word height, 
If you say the Holocaust was was not about race, about religion, I'm gonna say it. All right, I ain't afraid. Okay, if you 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 get muted, you get muted. So with that being said, uh, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna reach out, extend the olive branch, and the truth be told, show we are going to uh, 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 we're gonna we're gonna reach out and say, hey, Whoopi, uh, we agree with you, and uh, we got your back. Uh, just put us on the view, and we'll go ahead and explain our point. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. And with that right. being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick little music break and uh, do one of our commercials, and we'll be back. Appreciate you. What's up, folks? This is Mr. Just Ask Joe, and I want to tell you about a quaint little spot called D. Nally's. Awesome food, great price, 970 South 3rd Street. Remember, D. Nally's, 970 South 3rd Street. Check them out. Get something good to eat. Truth Be Told for allowing God's Lives Matter to be a sponsor. Wearable products as the purple t-shirt is bearing witness. Every life created by God has infinite value. Visit GodsLivesMatter.com. Hey folks, it's Mr. Just Ask Joe from the Truth Be Told Show. 
It's historyuntold400.org. Remember, you never know where you're going until you know where you've been. Historyuntold400.org. Check them out. Uh, but who we got coming up here shortly, uh, Uncle Mijo? Well, we're going to do two segments, okay? We're going to, the initial segment, we're going to have Mr. Herman Johnson come on from uh, Mott Bayou, Mississippi, and tell us about Mott Bayou Museum, okay? He's been on here once before, but he got some new information he's going to share with us. And, you know, the, the reason why we brought him back is because did you did you see that uh, the episode or the mini-series that was planned about Emmett Till? It was on uh, ABC. Uh, they did about three, four days of their day. Uh, the women, uh, it was produced by Women at Work, okay, and it looks like his, uh, my Bayou Museum and everything, and my Bayou played a very significant role in uh, just telling the story of Emmett Till. Uh, uh, so he's going to come on here and talk about that. But the, the museum, and then we're going to slide into the other episode where we talk about specifically Emmett Till. And, uh, and I'm always going to always say that um, you got it. Okay. Before you go and before you break, I'm going to say this, man. Uh, the, the Emmett Till story is now that I'm 61 years old and I've listened to the story all previously to this time. Now that I am uh, clear that I am an American descendant of slave and I'm masculine about my position and my status, the thing that I'm more focused on now is not exactly uh, uh, what happened to Miss Till after her son was killed. I'm more interested in how it led up to and uh, the uncle, Uncle Wright, didn't understand or didn't have the astuteness to understand that he could not protect uh, Emmett from the condition of Mississippi. Nobody talked about it. And the reason why I want to talk about that, because it's the man's or the husband's or the father's responsibility to be able to protect our women and our children. And I believe that the deeper story is how a government uh, robbed a man of his ability to defend his nephew, his wife, his children. And nobody talks about that, man. And this is why I'm angry about sometimes when the story is told from a feminine position versus from a masculine position. Joe, are you you feeling me with this, man? I, I just get tired of our stories always being told from a feminine position. I want to be told from the masculine position. I want to know... What happened that caused uh, Uncle Wright to just allow those guys to just come in there and take that kid out of his house? Nobody's telling that story, okay? Because something, I'm sure it just did go down, just, or he just, it, it just, I can't imagine it just went down the way they're making it seem. Like, oh, he just bowed and he just went ahead. I mean, something happened, man, and he was forced to do something. Or he was going to be killed, or his wife going to be killed, so he had to. Why nobody talks about that, Joe? Hey, it's all good. We're going to talk about it um, after we finish with our guest, Herman Johnson. Um, but for right now, 
let's go ahead and jump on this, uh, I think, either history untold or un, un, uh, unlearn to relearn moment. We'll go ahead and play that. Come right back. The illusion that anyone can succeed, what I call the paradox of progress, solidifies the myth of a post-racial society. It weakens the impulse to understand or help those still scorched at the bottom of America's melting pot. It fuels the perception that all is well and racism is dead and suggests that those still wallowing in poverty made conscious choices to live in that stratum. If not, many reason they'd simply follow Halley, Tiger, Oprah, or even Tom Burrell's lead. They quit belly aching, grab those bootstraps and go to work. Hold on, it is even more convoluted. Blacks who've been conditioned to expect less from people who look like themselves automatically insert those high profile black achievers into the exceptional exceptions file. Many are positioned on pedestals with no demands of accountability toward those they left behind. Wow, you know, that's a very, I thank you, Marcus, from History Untold, for that narrative. That. And I see that narrative that he just did there is exactly what I'm talking about when it, before we went to that. You know, you know, we are always focused on or America, or we are forced to just focus on our exceptional individuals that's doing well. So then people get the feeling like, oh, y'all are doing well. Yeah, y'all are successful and everything, and woo, America has done jobs, that's great. But, but the truth of the matter is, the dominant majority of us culturally are living in worse conditions than they were living and, and experiencing things that they are experiencing now in the 21st century that they shouldn't be experiencing, especially if we're supposed to be a, a society of progression. Why are we still going over and experience some of the things that we are experiencing in the 21st century, that's a problem. That's a problem. Hey, you know, I agree. You know, we, we definitely need to be, um, you know, continually moving forward. And when, when you look at these different types of experiences like that, that we're still experiencing, you know, uh, over 50 years of voting, uh, in the 95 percentile, the same exact way, uh, you have to wonder, you know, when will things change? When will we wake up and make that change? Um, now, real quick, Uncle Me, Sean, I, I want you to talk about this amazing American Family Association of Kentucky. You know a little bit more about it than me. But uh, who, who's heading that organization right there? Well, the American Family Association is uh, Dr. Frank Simon. Uh, I spent a good time with him last night, and uh, we we uh, he is committed to uh, go to war for values and principles when it comes to saying our children, our belief in marriage, and our belief in God. Uh, Dr. Frank Simon has been involved with this this this, this idea that conservatism is, is not something is just boxed in for us, just a few people. Conservatism is something that's given to us from God, 
and we all have the right to achieve it, and our government should not be interfering with that. And so he's, uh, he, told, he talked to me pretty passionate about it last night, Joe, about he wants to be on the airwaves, and he wants to go to war against the unnatural things that's coming up against our children getting proper education, our family being engaged and being separate and being changed by what family is and how we serve our God. And so that's Dr. Frank Simon. That's who he is, okay? And I'm glad to that's call American, him friend. American Family Association of Kentucky. Uh, folks, you can go ahead and text the word FAMILY to 50457 to get text alerts from the American uh, or the AFA Kentucky. That's the AFAKY.org, American Family Association of Kentucky. Go ahead and text the word FAMILY to 50457 to get text alerts from them. And uh, I think we got uh, our guest on the line as well, uh, Uncle Meese Dorn. You you know him well. Go ahead and introduce our guest, Brother Herman Johnson Jr. Yeah, I have no problem in introducing his brother. You know, we have never set eyes on one another. We've all we ever done has been you know talked on the telephone and everything. And you know, and I'm gonna keep it 100. You know. Uh, Mr. Herman Johnson actually uh, uh, was trying to get with me because, you know, you know, I'm known for my, my elaborate uh, way I talk and uh, the way I write and everything. And so Mr. Johnson wanted to get with me and, and talk to me about some things. And that's how we develop our friendship and everything. This is a brother that I call my brother because we've been through some things to develop that. And so I am honored to have him back on the show for the second time to talk about my Bayou and Emmett Till. What's up, my brother, Herman Johnson, Jr. Welcome to the Truth Be Told Show. Uh, good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, 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 good morning to both of you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, me, Sean. And look, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll come on your show every week if you'd like me to. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, 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 you can call in anytime you want. You know, did you like that little intro? You you know, good friends don't come. Good friends don't always come and just everything peachy and good. Good friends come through conflict. Would you say that, you know, we did develop our friendships through little conflict? That's right. We sure did. We sure did. And you and and um um and you heard what I had to say, and I heard what you had to say, and we, and we still buddies. <laughs> and and that's the gift of what you real men agree to disagree. That's yeah. right. And, and I, move on. I like, and move I, on. I like to think the thing that you told me the other day. You know, you you said um, no matter what our our disagreements are, if there are any that we should we still have the same goal and we should stick together and accomplish that goal and 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 not not let conflict divide us and i thought that was a that was a wise thing to say and so that's why you're here and that's why we're developing this month so you know we're going to do this thing in two in two series man in two segments so Okay. Bring us up to speed of what's going on in my bayou in the museum, uh, and let everybody know here in Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Well, um, 
for those who have not heard about Mount Bayou, Mount Bayou is one of the oldest all-black towns in the country. And if you ever get a chance, uh, read the history. Um, there, uh, Mount Bayou was founded, it was started by uh, some slaves who are on the plantation of, of Joseph and Jefferson Davis, Jefferson Davis being the president of the Confederacy. These guys end up buying the plantation they were on and uh, and became one of the wealth, five wealthiest people in the country. Uh, they had the highest rate of cotton in the world. But they ended up with uh, circumstances happening down there. They ended up coming through Mount Bayou where they, I mean, coming up to the Delta where they were building a railroad and they bought land from the people who, who were building the, the railroad and uh, and they were the first ones to drain the swamp. It was swamp land. They drained it and they uh, built uh, a fledging city with 60 businesses and six gins and again, the highest rate of cotton in the world. And so we want to memorialize that in um, in, in our museum. There, there is a lot, a lot of things that happened in between now. I mean, in between that time and now, uh, that were remarkable. The innovations that happened in Mount Bayou, uh, the first HMO in the country, uh, one of the first places that we that that there were a swimming pool for blacks in this country. I mean, in in the uh, in the South. Mount Bayou was a sanctuary city. We had a zoo. Um, and a lot of firsts happened here. And also with the, with the life of T.R.M. Howard, who's the chief surgeon of the hospital, and the things that he did um, with the businesses and with the protection of Mamie Till uh, as she came down for the trial uh, for the killers of her son. And so th those are big stories. There's a lot of things that happened uh, in in though in that time period that we want to memorialize and keep track of and uh, for our children and our children's children so everyone would know what happened here. Wow. wow. Um, I am and, and give the year. Did you say the year? I don't remember. Say the year that that was uh, because I want I want people to see how that ties in to the sixteen nineteen to twenty nineteen the four hundred years. And why your organization, why Mott Bayou is part of that 400 year conversation. So, what year was Mott Bayou uh, uh, created? Mott Bayou was created in 1887. And um, by, 50, by the, 50 year, the 50th year anniversary uh, in 1937, uh, a, lot of, a lot of black celebrities were here to celebrate Mott Bayou because uh, it, was, it was at that time. The lie out there in 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 America was that blacks couldn't do this and blacks couldn't do that, and uh, so Mount Bayou showed uh, the opposite of what the lie was. So um, a lot of celebrities like Jesse Owens and um, uh, people who were who were a note of that time. I think Haley Selassie of Ethiopia came in, um, uh, and some other people because Mount Bayou had an airport and. And um, uh, a lot of the big wigs of that era were here in Mount Bayou uh, to celebrate it because it was known throughout the country. Wow. You know, so, so, so did you say 1871? I know, 18, 1887 was when it was founded. 
Okay, 18, okay. The reason why I'm going to get these dates right, because, you know, on uh, one of the things that history I'm told uh, I always talk about is that uh, America was formed, or, or our descendants were first arrived from enslaved Africans in, uh, in 1619. And from 1619 to 1776, the, the, the evolution of us was stolen from us because this country made us focus on black. But Noah Shelton said that uh, uh, that we were American slaves at 1776, and from 1776 all the way to 1871, we were the descendants of American slaves. And a lot of people don't understand why that's so important, that we needed to come from under the color construct. I want to see what's your take on that, because... You know, when I hear that you, uh, my value was formed, then they were formed under the color construct of seeing themselves as black, Negro, and inferior. So the color is nothing more than a construct that they were forced to embrace. What's your take on that? Well, I think, of course, the color construct, the, the, what, if, if I understand you right, the color construct was all, uh, uh, was a reason that blacks could be enslaved because you, you, if you have a conspiracy of, of, of people who have one color to enslave people of another color and that the people of another color cannot escape their, uh, slavery, uh, because everybody of the other color would automatically tell on the people who like black people couldn't just walk around the United States and say, I'm free because it was a conspiracy of the other race to say that black people were slaves. So, right. You know, that you got two different colors and, and every, everything is made out of that color. Uh, you know, uh, it's, so it's, it's easy to see why, uh, uh, that worked because you, you, you had nowhere else to go. Hey, Josie, you hear what he just said? And I'm glad that you, uh, you kind of said it because we're trying to, uh, uh, one of the reasons why, you know, truth be told is on the airway, we say we want to set the record straight, and we want to talk about put America first, and we want to talk about understanding that I, our existence comes from my God, not from my country, and not from my color, okay? And we want to honor the first generation of slaves that actually uh, sacrificed their blood and act sacrifice, but... What I've noticed, and I'm going to tell you, because you have experienced something down, you told, shared some stories about that there's people who have actually tried to come and hate, not buy you all from you all, and try to steal your history. Well, that's an ongoing thing in our country. We have people that try to want to keep us in the box as being black or want to steal our history and deny us of our birthright and our birthplace and our inheritance. We have yet to get our inheritance. Speak to that for me a little bit. And, Joe, as you can jump in there any time, man, but I, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation with my Bayou because my Bayou is an example of us being descendants of American slaves moving into now, after 400 years, we are American descendants of slaves. Hey, we got, we got comment from the online uh, audience saying, hey, Thomas Jefferson was the godfather of propaganda. <laughs> yes, and uh, we're gonna lead out alone right now. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, well, Thomas Jefferson, I think he was the second president, wasn't he? But Jefferson Davis was the uh, uh, president of the Confederacy, and he was actually one of the owners of the of the uh, of the plantations that the uh, the founders of Mount Bayou came from. There wow, Davis and and uh, Joseph Davis, and we say that the reason that Jefferson Davis was able to go to Richmond, Virginia, and head the Confederacy was because the slaves on the plantation were actually running the plantation. Uh, people don't know that the, the, the slaves on, on Davis Bend, where they lived, um, were, were they, they, they read, they were, in, matter of fact, Joseph Davis encouraged the slaves to read books and, uh, uh, and, and learn. And they had businesses on the plantation, the slaves did. And so the, the steamships that would come up and down the Mississippi River would, when they would stop for, to, 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 uh, to stock up and have, uh, and, and actually mail letters and that type of thing, they had to do that at the plant, at the, uh, at the, the, the stores that were owned by the plant, uh, the slaves there. Even the Davises bought supplies from the stores that the, the slave owned. And so these guys, they were very um, innovative. They, they, matter of fact, Benjamin Davis, I mean, I'm sorry, Benjamin Montgomery, uh, the father of I.T. Montgomery, who founded Mount Bayou, Benjamin Montgomery was an inventor. He, he invented something that um, was able to help the, the steamship's uh, propeller to go up and down the river. So, uh, and matter of fact, <laughs> he couldn't get a patent for it because he was a slave, and the owner, his owner couldn't get a patent for it because he wasn't the inventor. Um, so anyway, yeah, there are a lot, there's a lot of details, a lot of stories, uh, hundreds of stories that, that, that we try, began to tell uh, through this museum uh, in, in Mount Bayou. And one of the things that we're going to do uh, very, very near in the future, we're going to start doing, is start, start doing videos and really, really doing deep dives into a lot of the stories about these people who uh, created Mount Bayou and and came out of that uh, plantation out of uh, Davis Bend in, uh, near Vicksburg, Mississippi. Hey, Herman, uh, you know, you know, I got to get you to do this, man. You're going to have to tell what is history untold about to do with you, man. Now we we about to we about to put uh, we about to we putting something together because you uh, we put you involved with uh, uh, Sharon and everything. So tell people what's about to. What's about to happen? And then, and then after you tell that right there, if you don't mind, tell us, you know, what it costs, uh, if anything, to come to the museum and, uh, and check it out. Well, right now, we, we, we're keeping the cost very low. The, uh, the, the, the rate for coming to the museum is, is uh, $7 a person. Um, and it's five dollars if you have, five dollars a person if you have a group of five or more. Uh, we are we we we're just putting this thing together, and we have we're we're working to garner a lot of support and grants and those types of things so we can take it out of uh, out of our hands of putting it together and actually get uh, the right type of people to support it. You know, but right. uh, we want to bring people in, and uh, because we feel that it's necessary, Mount Bayou's story is a necessary story 
in this country because it it shows the the truth of what was actually happening with black people why while the lie about black people was ongoing and uh mm-hmm. you know so uh that's why we think it's very very important in the construct of this whole country awesome. yeah so tell me coming what is it that history untold is doing um just the same even even as you explain yeah. that what what's going off <laughs> yes, in my mind yes. is i think to be told show needs to sponsor a history untold trip down to Mount Bayou and you know uh, I, I can see that and get a bus full of people down there man that sounds like fun well absolutely let me just tell you about this Michonne did a, did us a huge favor i don't think he understood exactly how big of a favor he did for us but he he um he had his webmaster uh Sharam in Chicago uh introduced us to him and uh, actually paid for us to have our first video done by um, Sharam. So Sharam is working with us. But actually, upon talking to him, he had some of the same ideas that we had already been thinking about doing. And he's a person who can actually put um, put these things together for us. And so if you go to our website, uh, it was already up, but, but Sharam has done a fabulous job, a wonderful job of of of, uh, of, of helping us uh, put some body on that on that website and putting um, putting a lot of things together. So uh, uh, so so Michonne is is it has been a big help by introducing us to somebody who I think been been working with you. But he is uh, he he is a gold nugget. We appreciate it. Hey, and that and that's me showing all day, man. He is a he is an instigator, and uh, that that's not that's not all negative, you know. He 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 will jump in, spit something, you know, say something, uh, uh, enact something, yell something, and and then he walks out, and and and, and you know he, he stirs the pot, and 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 that's and that's what's amazing. Is uh you know uh, you need something done or whatever you bring a connection you know Sharam is actually um has been a uh a, man a, a a gold nugget for a few of us out here in the media so shout out to uh, uh Sharam and uh, uh shout out to what you guys are doing you got a question from the online crowd which is what history does your city teach in relation to the origins of the city. Well, we we teaching from I, I I like to say we teaching from the Rudy to the Tootie. We go from the beginning to now, you know, and uh, we teach. There were there were a lot of remarkable things that happened in Mount Bayou. Um, we are are for instance, we are looking at for for a city this small to to innovate the way it did. Uh, is is remarkable because it it shows exactly why the why it's important to have truth in the, in the, in the, in the midst of all the lies. I keep saying that, but this is the truth. And 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 in Mount Bayou, what we and and I'm tell you, we're looking at this right now because we think we can make the connections. But it seems like us to us that the first bottling company, Mount Bayou, turned out to be. Coca-Cola. We don't have the 
we don't have all the um, the loose ends covered about that, but we that that's what it seems like to us. It seems like Mount Bayou also was the beginning of of the uh, Wonder Bread. Um, Mount Bayou wow. people in Mount Bayou started started the first HMO in the country, and the Wonder Bread thing. Even Booker T. Washington wrote about that in one of his books. So th- there were things, and the first, the first, I will put it an- another thing. The first, um, uh, the first regional, um, uh, a rural health center was started in Mount Bayou, and this is a small town, um, and there were a lot of little things like that had happened. And matter of fact, if you go and look at the life of T. R. M. Howard, there's a book out about him. If you look at his life. This guy mentored not only Mega Evers, who worked for him, but he mentored Martin Luther King. He mentored Fannie Lou Hamer. He mentored Amzie Moore, um, Charles. Uh, uh, um, there, there are some other names that I'm not uh, remembering right now. But this guy, went, and he went around the country. He had public fights with J. Edgar Hoover. So, and so these are the type of things that we go into in the museum, and we we have ex, 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 exhibits on it, um, and and we talk about a lot of that. So to answer that person's question, uh, there are many things that we can't talk about. We can't get into depth on this uh, program, but uh, if they come to the museum, matter of fact, if they pay attention to the website, mountainbayoumuseum.com, there's going to be a lot of content coming uh, over the next, you know, few days a year or two years that we're going to produce a lot of videos with the help of Sharam to uh, talk about a lot of these uh, these these uh, in-depth uh, things that happen in Mount Bayou hey Herman I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you right now because uh, I do not want to go into talking about Emmett Till and be forced to, to to squeeze it out so you said something earlier so I'm going to just ask you you know you know this is our show so we can do anything we want to do uh, what's the likelihood you can come back next week and uh, let's really and let 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 any till conversation be top of the story and everything? Can you do that? Uh, I believe I can. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, uh, Joe, how you feel about that? Hey, that sounds that's that's all good, man. Sounds good. Um, right now, real quick, I want to uh, go to uh, play. Uh, our, our commercials, and then we will also do a quick 30-second uh, music break. And then when we come back, uh, let's comment just a little bit more on that Emmett Till before we close out the show. No problem. We're going to be right. Two be told. Go ahead, Vince. What's up, folks? This is Mr. Just Ask Joe, and I want to tell you about a quaint little spot called D. Nally's. Awesome food, great price, 970 South 3rd Street. Remember, D. Nally's, 970 South 3rd Street. Check them out. Get something good to eat. Hey, folks, it's Mr. Just Ask Joe from the Truth Be Told Show. It's HistoryUntold400.org. Remember, you never know where you're going until you know where you've been. HistoryUntold400.org. Check them out. Thank you, Truth Be Told, for allowing God's Lives Matter to be a sponsor. Wearable products, as the purple t-shirt, is bearing witness. Every life created by God has infinite value. Visit GodsLivesMatter.com.
Best thing in life is free. Best thing in life is free. I just wanted to thank you, Vince, for planning your your timing and how you put that in there was uh, right on time. Best things in life is free. And I want everybody to understand that the show that you're getting here today is free because uh, we love y'all. We, we want y'all to know that we're trying to keep it real, okay? And we are improving this show every day. I'm excited about the team of people that we have that's trying to improve this show every day. Every week we try to make it better. The best thing in life is free, all right? I we got a caller? Uh, caller on the line, is that right? Hey, caller, welcome to the Truthing Told Show. Go ahead and speak your truth. Okay, this is Brother Strong, and I want to know if Emmett Till had a father figure in his life when he was sent from Chicago to Money, Mississippi. Did Emmett Till have a father figure in his life, and did anyone warn Emmett Till of cultural differences between Chicago in money, Mississippi. So those are some things that I think that need to come out into the open. So I get off, take my answer off air. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Brother Strong. And uh, I'm a, I know the answers to that, but I'm going to let our guests answer that question there. Go ahead, Herman. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And uh, the interesting answer to that question is... Uh, you know, they showed this um, in the documentary that came after the uh, Women of the Movement film. Every night they had a one-hour documentary. And what happened with with the father is he actually ended up being the last man hanged by the U.S. Army uh, mm-hmm. overseas. He was in Italy. And um, he was wrongly accused of raping a white woman over there, just like his son. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And uh, he wow. was wrongly accused, and then he was he was hung by the U.S. Army, and uh, so that ring. The, so so I think you see in the film that um, Emmett makes a comment about he wished his father was around because he did not have uh, he didn't know him that well. I think he had left him and went to the army when he was a very young man. Uh, right, his father was abuse. He was abusive to his mother to to Mamie Till. And his choices was to either go to jail or go to the army. So he went to the army, and that's where he got hung. But you see that that ring that 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 ring that um, that they found on uh, that that Emmett took with him two months, and it was his father's ring. And that ring uh, was what they used. To, one of the things they used to identify his body. Now we have that ring that they use in the in the. Uh, you got the ring. Yeah, I'm, hey, look, I'm actually uh, looking have, at the we, ring right now on their website, MountBayouMuseum.com, and I'm looking at the ring. It has May 25th, 1943, carved on it with the initials LT. That is amazing. And 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 I want to, you know, Herman, and, and, and to answer, uh, and I want to, we're not going to do it. We're going to be able to come back next week. Huh? Make sure you come back next week. But I do want to answer strong uh, one question that he asked. Did anyone prepare 
the young man before he went to Mississippi. That's the story that I'm talking about that never got told and told right. The uncle, more Uncle Wright, he, I'm just going to be honest, nobody want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I believe he felt the responsibility of making sure that he let Emmett Till's mother know and Emmett Till know that coming to Mississippi, okay, was in Chicago, okay? And nobody, and Herman, I'm going to ask you to talk to that and we could get ready to go into that for next week as we end it. But okay. talk to that real quick, uh, uh, in, uh, Herman. All right. According to the film, she spoke a lot about that. She spoke to Emmett about that, not only for before she he left home, but once she got to the train station, she went back over all of that again. Right. To make sure that he understood. Matter of fact, she told him, if you offend a white person, not only do you uh, you 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 bow down, but you get you bow all the way down. So she went all right. the way mm. to try to get him to understand that. So, yeah, but she didn't have, but, but, yeah, but it wasn't, he didn't get it from a man. He didn't get it from the father. He didn't get it from the uncle, okay? He got it from the mother, okay? And that's another story, and I'm going to let uh, Joe close us out, man. Thank you, Herman. We're going to be back next week, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. All right. No hey, problem. We, we look forward to it. Go ahead. We're going to have to plan a trip right. down there. Truth be told, sponsor trip to make it our way down there. Uh, thank you yeah. uh, again, our guest, Herman Johnson Jr. Uh, thank you to the uh, Mount Bayou Museum folks. Make sure y'all check them out, mountainbayoumuseum.com. And uh, we will see you guys next week. We'll hear you guys, listen to you guys, talk to you guys next week. Right here, same place, same time, uh, 101.9 FM. Uh, as well as 1240 AM and WLLBonline.com. It's the Truth Be Told Show. We'll see you next week.